What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radalescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, bring you incredible guests, incredible guests from all over the world. So sit back, relax, and tune in. My next guest is a postpartum wellness coach, physical therapist, yoga teacher, certified pre and postnatal coach. She's also the founder of Find Your Way Mama. Please welcome Ariel Martone. Ariel, welcome to the show today. Hi, thank you, Deanna. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for being here. And I'm ex- actually very excited to talk about this because this is a subject I haven't had the opportunity to discuss with any of my guests. And as I was telling you before we started, I have a cousin that wrote and directed and produced a movie, a short, a short film movie that it got a lot of awards like a Sundance and all the, all these things about a woman that had a baby and was going through postpartum and having all these crazy thoughts of hurting her child. And so it's kind of like a semi-horror film. So I really kind of wanted to talk about like what made you get into doing this kind of work for for women. Yeah, sure. So like so has so much there um, with everything that you said initially. Um, but what made me get into it was I've always had an interest in women's health. My you know my career first was physical therapy. Um, Yoga has always been a very important part of my background, and you know probably like seven, eight years ago, I became certified as a yoga teacher as well. Um, but I've had an interest in women's health. And as, you know, as I was transitioning in life to- towards motherhood, you know, it took a lot longer to get there than initially planned as it sometimes does. Um, but as I was making my way there, I knew that I needed to kind of shift my career a little bit. I was doing primarily neuro rehab, which I absolutely love and adore, but I knew that it wasn't going to be conducive to how I wanted to, how I wanted to mother, you know, that vision in my head. Um, So I was initially starting to shift a little bit into more of the women's health aspect with looking into different courses and stuff to support that prior to having kids. Um, And then, and then I had them and I was like, yes, absolutely. This is so needed. I, I knew it was needed beforehand, but you don't really know how needed it is until you are living it and experiencing it. Um, and there's just not a lot of resources out there um, yeah. or talk in general about the physical recovery that you need after having a baby. Um, I feel like there's a lot of expectations that it's, you know, it's just this normal, natural thing that happens and your body just adapts. Yeah. And it does to a point, but there's a lot of you know, healing time that we need and recovery time that we need and rebuilding and not just, you know, it doesn't just magically happen if we don't let it. Um, so a huge thing to go through for your body. I mean, women are so amazing to be able to, to create life within them. And then just, uh, I just can't even imagine. I, I mean, I hope so one day, God willing, but you know, I can't even imagine what that does to your body and the recovery just mentally, physically and all that. Yeah. It, it affects every, every area um, of your life, every aspect, like you were saying, the physical aspect was what I was initially, you know, planning to transition to. Um, But with my second, I ended up having postpartum depression also. Um, You know, hindsight with my son, did I have it a little bit, perhaps, Um, you know, I had a really difficult first three months with him. Um, But I don't, you know, hindsight and not really knowing like is this just normal how you know what you're supposed to feel in those early first three months 
or was it something a little bit more? Um, and, you know, that label of clinical depression is it's really just talking about your symptoms and what, you know, what symptoms you're experiencing. And that can be caused from, a, you know, a number of different reasons. Um, so whether I had it or not with my son, I don't know. I think that if I had addressed a lot of what I was feeling then, I think it would have been really helpful in possibly preventing yeah. you know, the full on diagnosis of postpartum depression with my second. Um, and if not fully preventing it, I think it would have at least made it a little bit easier of a transition because a lot of what was brought up you know, emotionally for me was some of the stuff that I was feeling within those first three months of having my son that I didn't address. And then it was, you know, sure. twofold with now having two. Um, and so, you know, from needing to deal with the physical recovery and the mental emotional recovery that I was dealing with, it was hard to find, you know, the resources and be able to seek out the care and support that I needed in a way that was conducive to my lifestyle of, of being at that time of, you know, fully stay at home mom with two little kids. Yeah. Uh, my son was two and a half when my daughter was born. So leaving the house for multiple appointments is difficult. And luckily, <laughs> one of the good things from the pandemic was that a lot of mental health resources have shifted virtual. Yeah. So I was able to, you know, have counseling virtually, which if that wasn't the case, I don't know if I would have been able to leave to get to the appointments that I really needed. Um, and even still getting to my physical therapy appointments, I was able to make it to three. And then at that point, because of my background and, and um, you know, knowing what I know, I was able to do the rest on my own. Um, but, the, you know, those first three appointments were, were very helpful. Um, so I wanted to really create a space and resources for women to address, you know, the mental, emotional aspects of postpartum recovery, as well as the physical aspects of postpartum recovery in one container, because I feel like in order to have full recovery, you have to address both. Um, and because as busy moms, to get to a million appointments, whether they're virtual or not, can be really difficult. Oh, yeah. um, so that's why that's why I have transitioned into doing this postpartum wellness coaching. I love it. And so I, I don't know what's harder, the physical or the mental. I, <laughs> I don't know what the mental would be hard because isn't there a shit? Uh, so from what I understand, and maybe you can educate us here, what I understand is a lot of the postpartum depression comes from the the shift in your hormones, right? That there is like your body's trying to recover and rebalance itself from the hormones. And I've I've seen some people on Instagram that I follow that have gone through after they've had children, had like ser serious depression, suicidal thoughts, and they've had to go through hormone therapy to really kind of get back to a good place. And so could you kind of explain to us like what postpartum depression means? Sure. So um so with that person I don't know what is harder the physical or the mental emotional. I think it it's really individual and in my opinion, I think they have to be addressed together because they interplay on each other so much. Um there are studies that show that it women who have physical symptoms after, you know, during their postpartum time um that they are more likely to have postpartum depression. So if there's any type of pain postpartum, whether it's pelvic pain, um, back pain, pain that they weren't used to having before that kind of linger longer than what they're anticipating, you know, those first yeah. couple of weeks. 
um, then they are more likely to score lower on scales of like quality of life and score higher on things that kind are kind of rating depression. Um, so depression postpartum can be caused, like we said, for, for numerous different reasons. It can be hormone imbalances. Um, our hormones shift drastically postpartum. Our um, estrogen and progesterone completely bottom out right after having a baby. And it takes a while for those to normalize. Um, there can also be, you know, your thyroid levels can also be affected and it's between like five and 10% of women that end up getting like an inflamed thyroid postpartum. And if that's not addressed, it can lead to symptoms of either depression or anxiety. So if you're, if you're feeling either really anxious or really down and, you know, blue kind of stuck, I feel like a lot of times we just chalk it up to oh, oh, I've heard this is normal. It's hard postpartum. Maybe this is postpartum depression. Maybe it's baby blues. You know, maybe this is just anxious mom life now. Um, but it is, if you're feeling that way, don't just like brush it off because, yeah. you know, there can be actual hormonal imbalances to look at and address. Um, and your hormones, they're, they're doing what they need to do. And so to a certain extent, that shift is normal. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times they don't fully, you know, restabilize and get back to what they were until after you're done breastfeeding, if you're breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, when your first period returns is is kind of a good indicator that they should be starting to level off a little bit. That's not always the case. Um, so, yeah, so hormone levels being off. So having, you know, blood work done to see where all that is at. Um also, like the neurotransmitters in your body can be off. Your your serotonin um, levels can be down, um, which can lead to symptoms of depression as well. And so, you know, sometimes simple shifts such as like getting outside a little bit more, starting to exercise a little bit more, which is where the physical recovery comes in as well, because exercise can be a really good mood booster. Yeah. But you want to make sure that you're exercising in a way that's not going to cause more harm to your body sure. and lead to what we consider normal, common mom problems, again, of like urinary leakage or sometimes pain with intercourse. And those things are not normal. They're right. really common, but they're not normal. And so if you're exercising too soon um, or, you know, jumping into activities that your body's just not ready for yet without doing the rebuild, that's when you're going to be at a, a higher risk of having some of those issues, which then can come back full circle and kind of play into the feelings that you're having of, you know, not wanting to do activities because sure. if you're doing things and you're leaking, that can be embarrassing or you're going to feel like, oh God, now like I feel like this old lady who's having bladder issues and, you know, it, it all plays on itself um so it's you know again it's really important to address both and at you know at the same time or as close to the same time as possible because they they interconnect so much yeah so did you work out during your pregnancies oh with my son 100 percent, yes um i was running up until like 38 39 weeks and after that i was still walking a lot i was in the gym lifting yeah. Like heavy lifting, but again, um, safely heavy lifting because oh, right, right. Of, <laughs> of my background. And I, you know, I was able to modify what needed to be done or what needed to be modified. Um, and yeah. a lot of times if you are 
whatever you're doing before, generally speaking, you can continue with. So yeah, with him, I was really active throughout the whole pregnancy. Uh, and I, you know, I think that was a huge help uh, with my, with my daughter. And again, this might be part of the reason why I experienced more of a like clinical depression with her. I wasn't able to exercise. And again, there are studies that show that exercising during, you know, when you're pregnant. So like yeah. prenatal care as far as exercise and as well as like if you have um, if you have a predisposition or have had depression or anxiety before treating that and working on that in your prenatal period. So that period while you're pregnant yeah. can be extremely helpful to prevent and push off things like clinical postpartum depression um, and postpartum sure. anxiety. Um, but so yeah, with her, I wasn't able to for numerous reasons. Um, my placenta was really low lying. So there was a period of time where I wasn't able to do anything because it was kind of covering my cervix a little bit. As she grew, um, it did lift up a little bit. Um, but at that point, it was already like really late in my pregnancy. So, you know, I was doing a little bit and I would say I was fairly active. Like I was out walking every day with my son. He at that point was an extremely active two-year-old. So we were always like walking on trails and he was always out bike riding. Um, so I wasn't sedentary necessarily, but it was by no means like what I'm used to doing. Um, and that was really, it was, that was frustrating in and of itself. Yeah. I bet I could. So what do they say that the uh, having a boy makes you glow? A girl take gives you beauty. A girl takes away your beauty. That that's what they say. Which so I never I didn't find out with either what I was having, and I always just love to ask me like, all right, so does this person think I'm looking like? Am I a good looking pregnant lady right now, or are they like, oh, she's not looking I'm so sure great right looking. now? Because that's how that's how your judgment ever anyone was like, oh, you're definitely having a girl. I was like. Mm -hmm. Oh boy! So they say like you get wider, your face changes, yeah, all, all of that. And I'm like, okay, got it. <laughs> Do you know? I understand what you're saying. <laughs> you know, maybe you maybe you know this, maybe you don't. What percentage of women experience postpartum depression? Oh gosh, um, I actually don't have that that offhand right now. I do know that it is pretty high, and I know that if you um, are so, so two things. One, I, it's pretty underreported as well. Yeah. Um, a lot of times you get a checklist at your six-week appointment, and I know that not everybody is honest on that sure. for numerous reasons. Well, right. Um, They're ashamed. Well, I mean, I would probably be feel ashamed a little bit, like, oh, my God, I got it together. I'm a great mom. You know, I'm a, like, whatever. You know, just uh, women, we want to do it all. So I, I yeah. yeah, there's definitely, there's shame with it. There's also, like, concern of, like, to to your point of, I think you said it was your cousin, um, you hear these horror stories. And I think that people sometimes feel that if they're admitting to that, um, that to some of those, you know, check boxes and some of those feelings that they're automatically going to be seen as the person who is at risk of hurting right. their kids or themselves. And I think there's a huge, huge gray area um, of people who are, you know, experiencing postpartum symptoms of you know whether it's depression anxiety um you know there's postpartum ocd postpartum rage like all all of that um can surface in your postpartum period 
Um, but I feel like one of the things we hear with postpartum depression, if you have it, is that you're, that it's always this extreme of like, well, if you have it, then you must be suicidal and you must, or you must be having right. thoughts of harming your, your kids. And that's not always the case. If you are feeling any of that, like absolutely reach out to your physician immediately because there are things that can be done to help bring you out of that. And you, you know, you don't, it's just not worth the risk for no. yourself or your kids. So absolutely. If, if that's the way that you're feeling, look, please seek help immediately. But there's also this whole gray area where you may be having what would be considered clinical, but that that isn't necessarily all the way over here at that one end, sure. but yet you're not in your normal mental state either. Um, and I feel like, you know, that that's also a reason why people don't necessarily fill it out honestly. And then you have, you know, it's a couple of questions, you check it off. There's not usually a lot of dialogue around it afterwards. Sometimes there is, if you have a really great physician, they'll spend time actually talking to you and that's where you can really pull some things out. Um, what, what would you think yeah. of that was listening right now that might be going through this? Aside from reaching out to you, what would you tell her? What are some like encouraging words that you would tell her? Yeah, so I would tell her that, you know, what you're feeling is really common. It can be normal. Some of what you're feeling may be normal because um, I feel like there's always the stigma. Is it normal? Is it not? And what I would say is it doesn't matter. Yeah. If you're not feeling how you want to feel, then you deserve to get support and you deserve to get some help. You know, whether whether what you're feeling is normal or not, whether you would have a clinical diagnosis or not, because, you know, to your point of being label free, like it doesn't really matter. Like those are all labels and they can kind of help guide to different treatments potentially. But, you know, we ultimately want to get down to like the root causes of it, not what the label is. Um, so checking on things like what your hormone levels are, you know, do you need um, some type of antidepressant temporarily or not? If you do, make sure you're you know following your physician regularly and ideally a mental health physician, so like a psychiatrist for that while you're on it. And they should, you know, in theory, they're supposed to be used short term with other treatments going on. Like that's not just the Band-Aid fix. Um, but, you know, like I said, there's there's lots of different things that you can do, even if it's some of the things can be really simple, like working on eating eating a little bit healthy sure. or just eating enough because a lot of moms aren't eating enough and that can fuel feelings of depression, feelings of rage, it can fuel anxiety. So, so sometimes it's simple lifestyle shifts that can make a huge difference in how you're feeling. It can also be getting to, you know, some underlying trauma, whether it's like big T trauma or little T trauma, or just kind of like root cause problems of what your personal inner dialogue is that runs throughout your head, all that, you know, self-doubt and negative self-talk really resurfaces or surfaces for the first time in that postpartum period because of the hormone shifts that are going on. So it just heightens whatever, whatever was kind of bubbling at the surface, I feel like just kind of explodes in that postpartum period because of the hormone shifts. Yeah. Because you're tired, you're, you know, your body's physically not feeling at its best. 
Um, so there's a whole bunch of factors that kind of snowball on top of each other. But, you know, the main the main thing is if you're not feeling how you want to feel, then absolutely seek support. And that's when they come to you. Where can they? And that's, and that's exactly when they come to me. Yes. Because so my goal is either I'm going to get you to feeling how you want to feel or you're going to start to feel really strong and confident in your body and also in who you are and who you're becoming. And I can help you identify if you need to seek additional care. Like, are you going to need more hands-on manual physical therapy work? Great. Let's find that resource for you. Or, or, you know, is our exercise program enough and you're doing great with that, but maybe there are some red flags of some depression and you need to speak to a therapist as well. Great. Like, let's find that because I feel like we, we don't want to miss anything, right? right? And getting care sooner one, you're going to start to feel better sooner, but then two, you're going to, you're going to catch more serious things. And, you know, that's the physical therapist and me coming out of like prevention is, is everything. It's absolutely key. Um, so yeah, so how they can find me and work with me is, um, on my website, find your way mama. Uh, and I have some resources there, um, some blog posts and articles on dealing with things like, um, postpartum fatigue and feeling touched out. Um, and then you can also find my program there. It's an eight week program, the postpartum revolution, which again, really combines, you know, the emotional and physical support that you're going to need. So there's that, that physical recovery aspect, as well as that mental, emotional support aspect that you're going to need to get you to feeling, like I said, really strong and really confident, not only in your physical body, but in who you're becoming as well. Excellent. You guys, I'm going to put her link in the show notes. So don't hesitate to go click that link. If you yourself are experiencing any of the symptoms that we talked about today, and you're looking for some support or some guidance, go ahead and reach out to Ariel. She obviously has got a lot of tools in her tool belt to help you and guide you through your journey. Or if you know someone that is in need of some guidance and some coaching, please share Ariel's information with them and help them get the support that they need. This is the part of the show where I like to ask for less words of advice or wisdom, wisdom or advice. What would you like to leave with us today? Yeah, so I think the main thing is a lot of times things are just brushed off as normal postpartum. And again, whether it's leaking, pelvic pain, feeling you know just lost in your body, not sure who you are anymore, all of that is just kind of labeled as normal postpartum stuff. Oh, it's just mom life now. And I just want to say you know, that what is common isn't always normal and what's normal isn't always okay. And that it's okay to not be okay for a while, but you don't want to be stuck there. So again, back to that point, if you are not feeling how you want to feel, whether that's in body or mind, then please seek support because you deserve that support. Woohoo. Yes, girl. I love it. We ho- I hope you help all the mamas out there that are needing some help. So thank you very much, Ariel, for sharing sharing your story and finding uh, a need that's necessary out there and and providing that help that the ladies need. Yeah, thank you, Deanna, for having me. It's been great. You're welcome. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, share, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.